Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And welcome to episode 18 of the AI Comic Pod. Uh, this is Stu, of course, and with me as always is Rory. How's it going? Good, thanks, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we decided we were going to have a week off last week just because the Civil War review was was quite a big one for us. So we wanted to leave it out there to get as much coverage as we can. Thanks to everyone that's listened. I think it might be the most listened to episode we've done. Need to double check the, the figures with gags. But last time we heard it was doing really well by our admittedly low standards. <laughs> so thank you for that. It was it was great fun. I'm, I think we've both listened back to it. I know Gags has. I I listened to it to and from work and spent the whole time just pissing myself laughing at it. Yeah, no, I did as well, to be honest, mate. It's probably the funniest thing um, I think we've recorded. Um, I'd, the quiz was, was entertaining. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was great. As soon as Gags' reaction, when he just went, what? That was it. That, that just made it. It was worth Gags, the whole evening. Gags laugh always gets me. We had some very good, oh, good God. times about your 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 tiny hands as well. Some yeah, good. you know what? I did actually start looking into that the other day about small hands, Stu, because I really yeah, was thinking about changing my handle. You got to do it. I'm so tempted because it would be so funny. Oh, but every time I log on to Twitter, I'm just going to piss myself, and I'm already borderline <laughs> incontinent. Oh. Anyway, move, moving away from. We'll, my we'll get we'll get a Twitter poll if we get if we get a certain number of retweets. Maybe you'll have to do it. Oh, that yeah. Tell you what, we'll come up with four ideas. I'll put it out to the public, and whatever people vote for, I might do it. Unless it's something really offensive, then you'll definitely do it. Then I'll definitely do it. <laughs> I'll do anything for like fifteen retweets. I've got no standards. <laughs> you know, you see people that are like. If I get a thousand retweets, I'll get a tattoo. Now, if I do fifteen, I'll change my Twitter handle and move to a different country or something. Yeah, and on that bombshell, um, we've not really got any films or TV shows to do at the minute because we're in a bit of a lull, aren't we? The next film we've got is Suicide Squad. Yeah, it, there's not many major releases now. 
Probably for the rest of the year. I, I, you know, Suicide Squad is the, the probably the major one, and then Doctor Strange back yeah. end of the year. That's probably the the bulk of the the, the last of the major ones because all the other ones kind of in development are, are not going to be there. For, you know, next year there's some big films coming out which we'll probably discuss um, on this pod, but yeah, limited release and. And so, yeah, we've got a bit of TV to look back on. There's been the end of some pretty big series and, and some stuff to cover, but slightly quieter period, off-season as such, isn't it, for yeah. television it's movies? That, that awful part of the year where everything starts winding down, and but then, then we sort of get the good side of it where all the actors tend to go to the, the various cons around the world, and this is where <laughs> we start getting the little leaked bits of uh, footage start coming out and the bits of news around... Say the I new bad do, guy. Do love some Comic Con material. It's yeah. really and, and, and uh, the, C, the CW guys are brilliant at it because it was this time last year that Stephen Amell debuted the Green Arrow suit, wasn't it? Previously, no one had seen it. We knew that he was going to be the Green Arrow, and then he just struts out on stage and he was in character as well, telling them like San Diego Comic Con, you failed this city, and they they do the the viral side of it very very well. And I dare say that this year is going to be. I wonder if they might do some kind of a hint at the four-way crossover between Flash, Arrow, Supergirl and Legends. They probably will. Um, the other thing always to look out for is the Walking Dead preview, which is always a big trailer yes. release. Now, this one, obviously on that, that end of season. This is going to be this the biggest one. It's huge because no one, you know, no one knows. Uh, there's a lot of rumors and, and a lot of, you know, bravado and people, you know, editing the sound and think they know what it is and all this kind of stuff. But I think they've, they've probably filmed it a few ways and apparently the cast don't even know. Well, yeah. The, they, they've all said that, haven't they? At the, certainly at the time that the scene was filmed, they had no idea who was getting bashed over the head. And that's the way it should be because if they don't know, and nobody can slip up, can they? There's no chance of anyone accidentally saying the wrong thing to an interviewer. And that, yeah, that, that, I, I don't think know about you, but that's the way I want it. I want to watch yeah, that episode yeah, yeah. No, and no, not no. know. With, yeah. I think they led to it quite well, actually. I thought his introduction was 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 awesome. Oh, it was, and I think that's something we do need to cover quite soon. Um, Marco needs to I was come just going to say, cough, cough, Marco. I know we we really should be should should be getting on that. So yeah, it was. I thought it was a, it was another good series, but I just think the next one to come could be the best if they get it right. So um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, Comic Cons is it uh, July? It's quite soon. I isn't think it? it's July. Yeah, a mate of mine always goes to it and always manages to get into a couple of the really big ones. And that I'm I'm sure there'll be something big's going to come out of that. They've already been doing the a lot of the other US ones. I think they've been in Chicago recently. And you've got all the CW ones. So you've got Melissa Benwist now is in with the, the Arrow and the Flash guys because the Arrow and the Flash crew, they're everywhere together. You're always seeing the the major sort of seven or eight actors and they're always mingled and they travel together and they look like they, you know, they're, they're staying in the yeah. same hotels Walk, and they're going walking out having dead's, Walking Dead's quite similar. There's a few of those that clearly kind of get on quite well. Yeah. Uh, they always have big leavers parties for every, like the cast members that get killed off and stuff. Which is quite often. Well, yeah. Um, they must it, never be so. Imagine, imagine being on that cast and not getting a leavers party. I know. Well, I was just thinking, imagine uh, if Game uh, of Thrones did the same thing. They'd be, they'd just be pissed for about four or five years straight. It would, yeah. Essentially, would be, yeah. It'd be like a Colin Farrell's career <laughs> years ago. Colin Farrell laid with a bit of Robert Downey Jr. on the top pre Iron Man. Pre Iron Man, yeah. yeah, when, yeah when he was pre, really pre-Iron dodgy Man. and he used to when, drink everything. 
and fuck everything else. <laughs> um, I think you should give the audience uh, a clue to what we're doing here today, mate. To yeah, well, w- that kind of segues into it. You know, speaking about Robert Downey Jr. and things he likes to have sex with, we're going to look ahead at the MCU's Phase 3. So we've already started it. Civil War was the first official release of this phase. So Phase 1 was the introductory phase, wasn't it? That was, here's all these characters. Some of them you know like Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk. Some of them you've not really got much of a clue of, like Thor. And it all leads up to this huge crescendo with the first Avengers film. Then the second phase was very much getting beneath the surface, wasn't it? So you had the... It was a lot of the sequel films. So you had Iron Man 3, you had the second Thor film, you had the Winter Soldier, obviously, which we just jizz our pants for repeatedly, just 24 hours a day. And it really starts delving into the meat and bones of the characters and flesh them out. So phase three seems to be a bit of a mashup of the two. Obviously, phase two leads up to Age of Ultron. But then phase three, starting off with Civil War, which felt so much like an Avengers film, but we've got to remind ourselves it wasn't, it was a Captain America film. It's as much as it brings in the interpersonal stuff between the two different factions, it's about Captain America and his never-say-die attitude to Bucky. He never gives up on him. No matter what he's done, no matter how many people he's killed, he's always his best mate from back home. And then we, we, we are going to sort of see some new characters come in. We'll, what we'll do is we'll, we'll go through the films in, in release order, um, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about them. i going to mention a couple of polls that I did. Uh, I think it was about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and just have a... Because we got a, a few interesting results from that. And then this phase all leads up to Infinity Wars, which we know quite a bit about. We know it's going to be done by the Russo brothers, who are just godlike figures in, yeah. in, in the comic book universe at the minute. Everything they touch turns to just genius. So that there's going to be somewhere in the region of six hours worth of footage split across the two films, a cast list of up to about 60 major names. When you think of all the major characters we've got now, plus all the new ones that they're going to throw in, then the supporting cast. And when we say supporting cast, we're talking about the people from S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, some of whom are still known, Nick Fury, presumably Maria Hill and blah, blah, whatever. It's going to be the biggest roster I can ever think of. I mean, it's just going to dwarf anything we know. It is, yeah. It's going to be absolutely monumental, which, you know, all these films, every time you go and see one, you know, Avengers, Age of Ultron... Um, and then Civil War, you just think it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And then they throw you a curveball, which is exactly what you need. So, you know, Age of Ultron was it released the same year as Ant Man, which is it's almost an indie film in comparison. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's not, but you know what I mean. It's still quite similar to kind of that smaller kind of comic book style of film, like a Scott Pilgrim style film, which you can kind of feel the Edgar Wright, even though. I know he came off the project, but he, you can he feel... He still had his fingerprints on it, didn't he? It just wasn't... Well, it was wasn't his, his baby for, like, five years, so there's yeah. definitely elements of that. Um, and it was him and... Uh, Peyton Reed. Is it Peyton it was, Reed? Uh, no, it's it's uh, one of the two Adam and Joes that wrote uh, the script with him, but I can't remember. But, yeah, so it, it clearly had his influence, and you could kind of feel that about it. And then you, you look at the Guardians film, and uh, Guardians just... Uh, took everyone by surprise. I mean, there's there's no one in Phase 2 that probably thought Guardians would have been the standout film for them. But for a lot of people, it 
it was and remains, you know. And if it wasn't, it was pretty bloody close. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, because I think with that, it just took everyone by surprise. Uh, you know, more than anything else, when I watched it, I was expecting a good film and, and the, the hype and the buzz was was, was pretty strong. But, I, you know, even from that opening, you know, scene, hmm. when he lands on that planet and he's he, the, the song comes on, it's... The I, swagger I was just, as he's walking through. Yeah, and he's singing into those lizard type yeah. things. <laughs> Absolutely love that 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 one scene. Nearly in the whole film, even though this, it's an incredible film, still just sets it all off for me and stuff. It just combines everything about Chris Pratt and in that role. And yeah, I just I just got taken aback by it. And Guardians Two sounds oh, it sounds incredible for what it, it I've sounds heard. huge. I mean, it, just talking Guardians, we shouldn't really have expected anything less because looking at the at the list. Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Vin, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Lee Pace, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, John C. Riley, Glenn Close, and Benicio Del Toro. Could all of those people have all been wrong at the same time? No. They all have got such bad information from their agents. It just couldn't have happened. I know, but it, it's just the concept, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like we said it before when you've got a giant tree, a talking raccoon, uh, you know, a lady who's green, and then this kid kind of WWF style wrestler converted into an acting role. It's like, and Chris Pratt, who at that stage, as we know, wasn't, you know, now he's gone on to Jurassic World. Well, he and, wasn't Hollywood, you, was he? he was, no, no, no. He was, he he was, was Parks and Rec. And, and, you know, uh, yeah, he was just like, he was just like one of the ordinary guys, like I said last week, and yeah. now he's now he's converted into this kind of ultra superstar. But he deserves it, you know. That's the great thing. You know, Marvel's probably made a few yeah, huge actors over the years. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know, I know, Downey Jr.'s had some stellar films in the past, but this is his massive renaissance. Oh, they, they remade him, and they they certainly shot Chris Evans into the stras into the stratosphere, and uh, Chris Hemsworth as well. And yeah, 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 I think they've done wonders for Scarlett Johansson as well. I mean, she's I would say she's been quite. She's had some sketchy films. She's done some good. She's done some bad. But I think she won a lot of people over with how convincing she's been and how consistent she's been yeah, as Black I, I, Widow. She, she's I, definitely found her niche for me. Yeah, no, 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 I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, she's always been known for doing kind of indie films and, you know, uh, Lost in Translation and, I don't know, various kind of ones of that style. Um, but to kind of fully convert into into kind of popcorn culture films and, and you know, being a superhero and stuff, it's quite a... It's quite a big leap, really. So, I mean, for you know, for Mark Ruffalo, it, it, it's not because he he suits the scientist quite well. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you know, and, he owns several blazers. You know, yeah, that blazer that he's wearing when you're in, oh, he definitely he definitely rocks things with like you loafers. know the he's elbow he's got elbow least, pads as well. He's got bag. he's definitely got eight pairs of loafers and definitely like very chunky glasses. Yeah. <laughs> like, like tortoise shell. I've yeah. got He's got everything that you need glasses. to be able to convince someone that you're a college professor. <laughs> and that and that's what it's all about. But with, with you mentioning Guardians, we, we did a couple of polls. And when we asked which already introduced characters are you most looking forward to of the films that are coming in the next phase, the winner was actually Guardians 2. And I was really surprised because I was convinced it was going to be a clean sweep for Spider-Man. And if it wasn't Spider-Man, it was going to be Black Panther. So I think I actually underestimated, and it, we actually got a really good response. We got a better response on the second one, 
110 votes, and 46% of that was for Guardians 2. So it absolutely washed the floor with the rest of them. I mean, yeah, Spider-Man, I thought, would, would get the buzz from, from the film just gone. Do you know what I mean? And it certainly got me and you kind of excited about it. I was going to ask you about this. Would, this, would Spider-Man officially come under Phase 3? Because is it a crossover film as such from the two studios, or is it a Sony film? Um, well, it's officially listed as being an MCU Phase 3 release. Because that's amazing to me, because I... I, you know, it's like Deadpool wouldn't obviously come under, and obviously no. yeah, it's aside from that, and um, just because of the studio that kind of owns it. But I, I guess that Marvel's kind of come to the right agreement to, to forge it into their. Yeah, they, they, they must have when they've gone through the the arduous process of, of negotiating it. They must have come somehow come up with an agreement where, like you say, that they've been they've been able to have a little bit more than just this co-agreement where it's not just a co-agreement, but it's also, it's going to come under our umbrella of the phase three. We're going to be able to market it as being a Marvel film. Maybe it's even going to be marketed as a Marvel film in conjunction with Sony rather than Sony in conjunction with Marvel. They might be letting them take the headline, which makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's interesting to see what comes of it because you know, the Hulk one still kind of hangs over, their heads a little bit because haven't Universal still got some form of rights? I think for for Hulk, which is part of the issue to the process. I think um, so. The, the other big issue with the Hulk is that they I can't remember who it is who said about it. It might have been Kevin Feige. I would assume it is, considering he's the he's the don in all of this. That they simply just don't want to do another Hulk film because there's already been two out there. Yeah, but. I think they will at some point. I've got a feeling they imagine, will. Hey, you imagine they would. And I, I guess we'd come back to that because, you know, phase three is going to be huge, but you can't. it's not going to be the final phase. That's the no. thing. Well, so, we, we already know that phase four is not rumoured because it's not really a rumour, but phase four is presumably there. They must be sort of penciling it out now of, well, if Guardians 2 goes well, what about Guardians 3? I mean, we already know there's going to be two more Spider-Man films. So oh, potentially gotcha. those two could both come under phase four in the same way that Iron Man one and two both came under phase one. There's no rule, is there, to say that it's got to be one per per. No, item, and per we phase. we do know. I don't know what format you know it'll eventually come in, but we 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 did know that Black Widow was going to get her own film. Yes, um, you'd finally. assume that'd be you know sequels to Black Panther, yeah, Captain Marvel. You know, there's various strange. Basically, anyone that's getting a film is presumably going to get a trilogy because that that's the way it goes, isn't it? The, the modern yeah. world now, nobody plans out a single film. Everyone plans out the trilogy before the first one's even been written. I know. And there's still talk of Iron Man 4, but I just don't know where they'd fit it in. You know? I, I, I'm also... I, I, I don't know. I, I'm starting to get the feeling that it might be time to put Iron Man down because the, the way he was shown in Civil War... He seemed really hesitant at first to get in the suit, didn't he? You know, he, he was having his discussions with, with General Ross and he says, well, yeah. what's going to be different this time? And he's like, I won't be wearing a business suit and loafers or something like that. And Yeah, I think it's the image, uh, or the, it's just the impact it's had on, you know, uh, on his life. And, on him uh, as Pepper. Pepper and stuff, and yeah. that, that does, does, does play a, a role. And, and, you know, throughout Civil War, and, and even Age of Ultron, he's looking for for the escape, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's looking for yeah. the 
clubs where they're not held accountable. It's someone else's responsibility. Someone else can he, keep... He's got some stuff. brilliant lines around that. You know, it isn't the whole point of this so we don't have to fight. And yeah, we, we, we've, we've both said it several times. He did the right thing, but in a completely wrong way. The, the, the idea of not having to rely on humans, on people, is surely the most logical thing because if they rely on machines, machines don't get tired Machines, in theory, if programmed properly, won't make mistakes. They don't need food. They don't need water. They're not as prone to temperature differences and whatever, so they could go right into the Arctic and what have you. But, of course, in classic film style, he goes that one step too far and makes it a bit too autonomous and practically blows up the fucking world. Indeed. I, I think the only the, the interesting thing with that is, is John Favreau because he, he wants to be involved again. Um, he's, he's been very vocal about it. Considering he washed his hands for a number of years, he wants this very, very, very badly. And I dare say if he wants it, he's having conversations with the right people. And maybe he's even got a, a script or a rough framework for a script that he's maybe able to show around to try and get the Marvel guys behind him. But if they yeah. did do an Iron Man 4... That would that would have to be phase four early. That that would that could potentially be where they pick up after the second part of Infinity War because we we don't know what state the world is going to be and after Thanos has been presumably, if not defeated, at least forced to retreat. And yeah. there's going to be a lot of problems, and that could be a good time for them to show a slightly older, slightly wiser, more tired, maybe a little bit more disillusioned Tony Stark. This could be his last fight. The problems with Rhodey, you know, the fact that, like you've said, it's encroaching on his personal life so much. Maybe he's finally going to hit his breaking point. They could also go down the the, the slightly darker storyline of I've always wanted him to do of where Tony hits the bottle. Well, yeah, I, I I'm surprised it's not gone that way at some stage or another because they, they've hinted at it, didn't they? In Iron, in Iron Man three, he kind of washed up a bit, didn't he? And, and was that two or three? It was three. Yeah. No, no, it was two. Because three, three was all the Iron, uh, the Iron Patriot stuff. Wasn't three where he kind of went missing for a period of time and he dropped off the map a little bit? I'm actually scratching my head now. Yeah. Anyway, whichever one it was, it was one of the Iron Man films. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I'm right. But <laughs> <laughs> um, for once, which is nice. But yeah, it, it, it's kind of, I, I think they could go down that route and, and make that work. But you just, I don't know. There's a lot of films to come, um, huge amounts of films to come before you even discuss Phase 4 and beyond, which yeah. we know will happen because, Christ, it's always going to make money. So, you know, and there's always going to be a new generation of people wanting to watch these films, as well as our existing generation and an older generation. So, yeah. um, and it, yeah. They're introducing a lot of new concepts as well. I mean, the, the big thing now is, is Doctor Strange coming in. So that's yes. due for release in November. That, that's going to be so different to what we've seen because they're now bringing in the really mystical side of things. The trailer did wonders to, to just give a little bit of a, of, of a glimpse of the kind of thing we can expect, the bit where he gets flicked on the head and all of a sudden his, his astral self falls out of his body and, and it looks like he's fallen through reality and it goes all inception where you've got a city that's folded in on itself. It, that, that's going to bring in an element that we've never seen. And he's then, presumably, I think he'll be in one more film, maybe in a guest role before Infinity Wars, because Doctor Strange is one of the most powerful people in in Marvel. He's right up there. I mean, I, I, you, I say it all the time about Scarlet Witch. On her day, 
pretty much nobody can take her down. And I don't think Doctor Strange could, but he could give her a good run for her money. But they've changed the way that Scarlet Witch has got her powers. They've done it now as she got them from, from the stone, whereas yeah. her powers are more heavily linked with a, a sort of type of magic, chaos magic, but just magic in general. So arguably the, the, the ship has sailed for them to come back and do that. They can't introduce magic through her. So bringing it in through him enables them to say, right, well, when Thanos comes to Earth, we've got the science, we've got, we've got Iron Man, we've got the godlike stuff with Thor. And then now we've got the magic side of things as well, where we can really, I mean, he's going to be able to screw around with reality, isn't he? And turn things inside out and upside yeah, down. And- it's it's going to be awesome, actually, because, you know, for for all the wonders of the way these films are shot, um, and we've discussed all of this so many different times, and Guardians, I mean, Guardians was shot beautifully. It's obviously a lot of CGI and, and blue screen, as they all are, but really really well done um the scene towards the end when all the the ships link together it's just it's just absolutely awesome and i think it'll be awesome you know great to see this film just shooting things in a slightly different style that we're used to i think i think everyone likes that when marvel films are slightly different i think that's why guardians get yeah like guardians that that's that's the best example it was take it away from earth for a start makes it that little bit different because then they've got they can change the appearance of things because it's not just a city full of skyscrapers is it it's they've got the the bit where they go to the mining mining colony and it's, oh, it's inside that's, that ancient creature's head and amazing just visually it's like oh my god but then they can they can make it so much grander because obviously in space you're only limited by by your imagination like you can mine inside an, an ancient thing's head they've got all the 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 sort of physics side of things that they can delve into there's no reason why they can't start bringing in black holes and wormholes and time travel at some point potentially could come around i mean we've seen it hinted in in batman versus superman with the the flash coming back from uh from the future to warn warn bruce about it there's no reason why they couldn't do it so. yeah I, I i don't traditionally think they've gone down that route but yeah there is definitely going to be other elements that they can introduce. I think Doctor Strange, you know, we're, we're talking about casting. See, Tilda Swinton um, is, is usually really spot on in, in most of her roles, but Cumberbatch is, is the one, isn't it? it? It's all about Cumberbatch. And when we ask the other question, which new character's film are you most looking forward to? So we put out Doctor Strange, uh, the Wasp, because she's basically a new character, yeah. for argument's sake, in the, in the second Ant-Man film. Captain Marvel, who was my pick, because I'm most look, looking forward to seeing Captain Marvel. I, I don't think a lot of people know know about Captain Marvel yet, so I think I that's... would agree. Um, I think that there's a lot of confusion over Captain Marvel. I mean, Brie Larson looks now to be nailed on it. Look, for years, I think it must have been two or three years. We always got, didn't we? Marvel wants Benedict Cumberbatch to be Doctor Strange, and for a yeah. while now, we've been getting. Marvel wants Brie Larson to play Captain Marvel, and it's been going around for a while. So I think it's a case of it's going to happen. It's just a case of when. When can they actually get her in? When can they get the contract signed? Yeah. When when they asked her about it, she jokingly said, "What Captain Marvel isn't he a guy? Aren't we going to be? Are we going to be doing a gender bending film? Obviously, Captain Marvel, the DC character who is now Ugh Shazam, which is wank. I refuse to call him that. It's stupid. He's Captain Marvel." And technically, this Captain Marvel is Miss Marvel to me, but the, yeah, the, the names true. around. Yeah. But it, it looks like it's going to be 
I mean, she, she's one of the most powerful characters out there. I don't think people realize how powerful she is. I mean, it's the same with Wonder Woman. People don't seem to realize Wonder Woman could take on Superman. Yeah, like, when, when Captain you Captain Marvel. Yeah, I saw you doing that the other day. You're quite right about that. She she could put down the Hulk if she wanted to. She could go toe to toe with Thor. She's got because she's got the co- she's got a cosmic power. It's not science. It's not technology. It's cosmic. And again, it's only limited by a writer's imagination as to where the source of the power is, what the limits are, what the weaknesses are, and what have you. But the winner of that question by a, a mammoth sixty percent was Doctor Strange. Which is supposed as much as anything. It's coming out this year. There's a lot of buzz about it. There's a recent trailer. Um, And Cumberbatch, it's a massive draw to people. I think this film might introduce people. Yeah, he is. And I mean, Sherlock's been huge for his career. I mean, absolutely massive for the BBC and then massive for him. And I think because he's so good in that and because there's some parallels with Downey Jr. in terms of, you know, obviously the, the, the big Warner Brothers films that were released and, you know, it's, he's just got that kind of hype behind him. And, and in America, he's probably known as being the kind of typical British. Actor. Oh, he is. They yeah, love, they I love think that. He's taken over the role of um, Hugh Grant. Where do you think he's the, the everyone in England, like, talks like Benedict Cumberbatch poses like he does and yeah ugh. I know but he, he's still he's a very charming man so uh, you know you've got to give it to him I think oh he's absolutely you yeah, um, would give it to him <laughs> there we go back to the top <laughs> boy maturity levels nice man yeah. um, so let's move on so um, Doctor Strange this year next year some pretty Guardians. pretty big releases Guardians is first Guardians uh, is in May um, yes I think they, they've confirmed, haven't they, that they are going to be looking into Star-Lord's father. Cause we, 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 well, the, no, the it's, it's, it's guaranteed that Kurt Russell is, is Star-Lord's father. So. Have they actually 100% nailed that down, or are they still letting people guess? I can't remember. I, I, I think they're still... It, it's, it's all but guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, We're just the, waiting the, on the, someone to come out, aren't we, and go, you know what? Yeah, okay. Because we, we got the teaser, didn't we, at the end of... Right at the end of the first one. Where one of the uh, what are they called the 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 crew on the ship? They've got a name, haven't they? They're not the rebels or something. What are they uh, called? I can't remember. I anyway, one of those turns to Yondu, and they have that little conversation. He's like, oh, "I told you we should have de- uh, delivered into his father," and they just got that in. So, and it, and it, he gets it confirmed, doesn't he, by um, Nova Prime? Yeah, he's not full Terran. He's half Terran. And what is it? They, they say something, don't they? Like he, he's half. Some some DNA that they haven't seen for a long time. Something. Yeah, like that. I can't remember what the exact terms were, but yeah, essentially, obviously, his mum was from from Earth, and, and and you know, it's his dad's the one that wanted to to bring him back, and they, you know, it's it's going to be oh, it's going to be interesting, man. Yeah. I, I mean, the casting looks interesting. The the one curveball, uh, Sly Stallone's been cast. Have you heard this? I haven't. I mean, the ones I've seen so far, the other big ones were... Oh, God, who was it who got confirmed? I can't remember. I, I saw somebody who made me sit up and go, what? But no, I didn't see Sly Stallone ad. Yeah, Sly Stallone's been, been seen on set in what is some form of kind of um, soldier kind of costume. It was um, Eliz- Elizabeth Debicki. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki, I've read about, is, is the rumoured villain. Um, yeah. Thing so, but 
the rumours with the, the soldier are that Star-Lord's dad, Sly Stallone, will play Charlie 27, if you've ever heard of him, but I've a bit earlier on today. And Yondu was linked in there as well originally. And they were almost like a form of team before they all split up at one stage or another. So the interesting thing about Sly's character is that essentially... He's got kind of Judge Dredd style um, costume. I've just which... looked. I've just looked it up and and seen it. But what I see on his armor, he's got the Nova logo on him. Now he's too old to play actual Nova. I mean, Nova is another character. I would love them to bring in hugely, hugely powerful another cosmic entity. But he he's somebody who he's basically human, I think, and he gets his power when he's wearing this helmet. And when I'm looking at this armor now. It looks very much like a very primitive version of Nova's yeah. armor. I mean, the rumors that I've read a lot about are that um, Kurt Russell plays Star Hawk, who's the father. Yeah. Um, and he was part of a group which in- encapsulated Slice Stallone's character, Charlie 27, and also Yondu at one stage. And he's the son of Kismet and Aisha, um, who is one of the main villains, basically, that Elizabeth to, to Bicky plays. So uh, it's all going to, you know, the big rumours are it's a big family affair, basically. Um, and it's pretty interesting because, I mean, neither of us have read really any Guardians comics. I know no. you said um, no, one. Since the first one, I, I've kind of delved a little bit, but not not enough to, to know my stuff. I mean, Chris, Chris is... You know, four three three. Chris is your man for that, yeah. um, as we well know. Um, so, uh, but I think the storylines are, are there. Do you know what I mean to work on? And I think because the film was so successful, and because James Gunn's just such a brilliant director. I mean, he just got everything right. Everyone's waiting for Awesome Mix Volume Two um, for a start, and it's just going to be. I think it's going to be another billion dollar film. You know, simply put, I, I can't see it, any reason why massive. not. Uh, Just mention the other films that we've mentioned. Um, Doctor Strange, obviously, with it coming out so soon, is in post-prod. So they're they're done. They're just doing all the the CGI and what have you. Guardians is filming. Guardians is filming. It's actually good. A couple of members of the crew, um, Zoe Saldana puts up a a couple of pictures, and James Gunn likes leaking a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. He loves it. He's great at it, though, because it's just enough to keep you interested and keep you coming back for more. He's not. He's never going to give you give you anything major. You're never going to get you know the the first look of a new villain or something like that. But no, 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 no. But he's, he's, he's man of just enough style, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's very much appreciates his audience and his fans. And yeah, I remember talking about him doing a like a web, you know, thing for his fans on on Twitter and and answering questions and. You know, uh, it was great because he was talking about Civil War and Spider Man, and and not giving anything away. But he was so excited. You know, he's a proper Marvel fan, and oh, he is. We've always said that that makes such a difference in this kind of you know universe, really. And I mean, talking about Spider Man film after Spider Man yes. coming, Spider Man Homecoming, which is, I'm sure a lot of people meant to click on Spider Man and accidentally clicked on a different option on that poll. Cause <laughs> I, I don't believe that there isn't more hype in it. I think it's like, like you said with, um, with some give of the it, other give things. It a trailer. Give it a trailer or two, then, then you'll see. That's it. What, once you start getting the pictures coming out of, I think that they've already confirmed that there's going to be a slightly different Spider-Man suit in, in this one. It's going to be another, another start tech. There's going to be a few more refinements. We've already seen at the end of civil war, He's now got the spider signal, which in, in the comics he used to use that to to startle and to blind 
yeah. um, bad guys, and he also used to use it as a torch. It was always mounted on his belt, and it was a bit cheesy and a bit seventies. But uh, beca- I, I, I always classed it as being synonymous with Spider Man. So it's another nod that the suit that they used was very, very true to the comics. They didn't try and modernize it too much like the the previous two incarnations did they try to make it too too metallic and edgy and gimmicky this was just taken straight from the pages of the faithful comics stuck on screen that they had the little the little touches like the the eyes the way the eyes move because yeah 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 that that's the way spider-man in the cartoons which was one of my major introductions to him his eyes always showed his expressions like we saw with deadpool and they got that really good spin on it where when Tony meets him for the first time, he takes the piss out of the goggles that he's wearing and he explains <laughs> that he needs them because his senses get dialed up and he needs them to focus. And I really like the fact that they just sort of ground, rather than saying, oh, well, you know, that the suit just, you know, it, it links in with his eye movement or something. They've made it really scientific. They're basically camera lenses, aren't they? They're just shutting yeah, out yeah. a bit of his vision to help him keep her a bit more tunneled. And that, we don't really know anything more, do we? We know that Michael Keaton's being cast. All the signs seem to point to him playing the the vulture, which sounds like a brilliant piece of casting. If you if you look at a picture of Adrian Toomes, the vulture, and you look at Michael Keaton as he is now, he's obviously not that old, but you can see he's got a bit of the facial structure. He's got quite a sharp nose, I would say. Oh, he's getting on a bit as well. And I, I can see it working, and it's it's a different villain. We don't need to see another goblin. I don't. We, we just don't. I'm, I'm ever, pleased that. They're, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased never, that they're ever. not going to the, the 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 tried and and tested ones. The easiest thing to do would have been a goblin or a Doctor Octopus. I would be happy if they didn't do Doctor Octopus again because he was done brilliantly in Spider Man Two. Yeah, and there's it's, a lot of great villains as well in Spider Man. Do you know? There's so many. His Rogues Gallery is probably one of the ones that I could list the most people from. I could probably yeah, phrase that better. Yeah. After Batman, I would say I could, I could probably name more Spider-Man villains than anyone. And you'd be able to go, oh, God, yeah, well, I know them. And a lot of that comes just from the cartoons. Because you think yeah, even yeah, just by saying the Sinister Six, if you can name six supervillains for one hero, that's a lot. You, you, you couldn't name six for Daredevil. You probably no. couldn't name six for The Flash. I couldn't name six for The Flash. And I've no, read no, the flash. Exactly, exactly. They, they're not as memorable. It's, 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 you know, Spider-Man is, the thing with Spider-Man is it, it's like I've said before, it's when you're growing up, it's, it's the go-to no matter what. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the cartoons are, you know, huge for most people's childhood. Um, the games, because Spider-Man games are always really fun. And they've actually had some good recent games. They had one that they brought out a few years ago and it was something like Spider-Man and it, it had like a university name and you actually played Spider-Man in four different incarnations. So you yeah. had Spider-Man now, Spider-Man 2099, which is brilliant because he's all tech. Then you had Spider-Man Noir, which is set in like a 40s, 50s kind of New York. And he's got all his Spider-Man powers, but his main thing is because it was in black and white and he was wearing all black, he could go invisible if you lurked in the shadows, so it made it very stealthy. And then you had what was the other one? You had Noir, blah blah. I forget what the other one was, but it was brilliant. I'll find out what it is and I'll put it on the Twitter. You've got to bear with me because I play a lot of games and I can't remember them all, and I'm old and cranky. But you know, like I said, you know, Spider Man. It's just the thing that every you know, my little boy absolutely adores Spider Man, and it's 
it's going to be quite accessible, this film, because you, you couldn't take a five-year-old to see Civil War. It's two and a half hours long. Do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't have sat through, I think you'd do 90 minutes max. Do you know what I mean? And, and even then, some of the brutality and the stuff is quite, quite you know, it's quite a violent film. And, time, and so. a lot of it would have gone over his head, wouldn't it? Yeah, you, exactly. You probably would have exactly. found all the the socio-political stuff to be really boring and he would have just yeah, been he wouldn't have understood and wouldn't have, yeah he just would have no he just wants the, the action and, and Spider-Man films are great for that because you know it, every 10 minutes he's basically it's another action scene you know um, and, it, uh, and it's good action as well isn't it yeah it is that, that whole sequence with Spider-Man in the uh, in the airport in Civil War that was so heavily CGI'd awesome. and it didn't look it. That, no, that's the strange thing because Spider-Man is known for being quite flexible. You know, obviously his powers and and the fact that he's a young guy. He, he's very, he's quite slight, isn't he? You know, he's got muscles, but he's not Thor. So, oh it, god, it, no, he's very slight. It, it's yeah. not un, it's not un, unreasonable for him to, uh, you know, when he, he's crawling on the outside of the window and then he whips himself through the window and he, he's able to get his body really small. And when he's he's whipping between all the beams and stuff. And his body's bending and contorting. That's yeah. what Spider-Man's like. That, Spider-Man's you know, all about agility. It's just yeah. the fact that he's got that that level of strength as well to go along with it. Which yeah, where he, he can lift what, incredible. 20, 20 times his own body weight, which is the equivalent of a spider, which he, he is a bit of an underrated hero. Like people do. Oh, hugely. People yeah. do, do, I did actually see some comments where people were talking about, oh, you know, as if he could take Captain America and stuff like that. And fair enough, the fi- the 15-year-old Spider-Man couldn't. But in the comics now, Spider-Man's 25, I think, 26, something like that. He could give pretty much anyone a bloody good run for the money. Yeah, and he was always quite intelligent in his, you know, he, he he found a way, like Spider-Man is notorious for finding a way to solve the villains. Like you know. Batman, isn't it? Very much yeah. like Batman. It, it, we, we've said in the past, Batman's biggest weapon is his brain. Very similar with Spider-Man. You know, he's able to come up with things on the fly because he's a science whiz. That you know, he, he came up with the webbing himself, and he comes up with a lot of his gadgets and gizmos himself because he is a bright kid. And it, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how light and dark it's going to be. I think it's going to be a bit darker because they're dealing with a fifteen-year-old kid, so that they're presumably going to be looking very much at his struggles of maintaining his relationships as a teenager anyway, let alone when he's out fighting crime and he's going to be blowing off Mary Jane, you know, missing dates with his friends and not hanging out because he's out doing better things and people are going to be thinking ill of him. Oh, you know, he's always missing out on us. And there's there's going to be some kind of an angle you would think of him struggling with, oh, you know, why can't I just be normal? But then he knows that he can't just be normal because he was given this this power and he knows he's got to use it and what have you. So I'm not expecting it to be a, a saccharine film. I do think there will be a bit of grit to it. And it's what we love, isn't it? We, how many times have we said we love the fact that you get the humour, you get the action, but you also get the grit, you get the stuff that really makes you think. Yeah, you know, what I took from all of that, which is a very good you know, section from you, was talking about blowing off Mary Jane. And, and I just thought that was a very modern take on a film they might go a different direction entirely. Oh, um, see, when I, I had the words lined up in my head and I thought, should I say blowing off or should I say canton? And I thought, you know what? Let's be mature for once today. Well, I shouldn't have bothered. No, you shouldn't have bothered. I, no. You know, can't help it. Um, I'm sorry, folks. That was on me. I should have expected that we were more mature than that. But of course we're not. 
boobies. And we need a break because we think, keep getting think, to do that. We, we need, need a break, break because otherwise we, we, we all need a break. Let's go have a sit down. We're going to get shouted at by our sponsors, so we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the Anfield Index podcast channel. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, thanks for staying with us. I hope you enjoyed that wonderful advert. I'm imagining it was from Google or Microsoft because we're hitting the big time now. So we must be getting some big sponsors and we're making gags millions, if not billions in revenue. And I, and and I, I don't know about you. to you see had, the bonus, man. I'm I was going to say, have you had your first check? I haven't had it. It keeps, no. well, I had one and it bounced. Mm. Um, I've not had mine. I did get a car, but when I went outside, it was just a big cardboard cutout of a car and it blew over <laughs> in the wind. I got a big inflatable, you know, no, not a big inflatable, you know, those big like charity checks that you get. All right. Got one of those for the post, but it, 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 they wouldn't cash it. They just oh. said it was because he'd, he'd robbed it off, off, you know. Was it, for, was for it off the postcode sh- lottery? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have to get our people to have a word with Gags people and sort this out. Gags is the people, Jesus. Oh, there's, no. There's, no, there's no one above Gags. Um, Speaking of people who are above Gags, the next film after Spider-Man would be Thor, Ragnarok. So recently, we, we've had some details have come out. that There were a lot of rumours that, we knew Mark Ruffalo was going to be in it. That was confirmed quite early. But then I all think, the, all think the they rumors... confirmed that early doors when Civil War, he wasn't going to be involved. Mm-hmm. They kind of wanted people to to know that he's, he's going to be, you know, Planet Hulk kind of style, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they have confirmed now that there's going to be quite a heavy element to that. They, they've got to explain what happens because the last we saw of the Hulk, he stole a Quinjet and somehow in his Hulk form, he was able to pilot that. I know, even without maybe a poseable use of his thumbs, he's still yeah, coming. and without just going, rrr, rrr, and just mashing the, the whole panel and somehow blowing the thing up. But you, <laughs> you'd, you'd imagine that at some point, he turns his Hulk mode off, and Banner gets so disillusioned with, he, he, he can't control it, and he, he feels like a liability to the team and what have you. And somehow, he ends up in space. Now, is he going to do that deliberately, or is it an accident? 
Does he go into space? I, as I think Banner? it's deliberate. I, I think it's deliberate. Do you think he's going to go into space as Bruce Banner? Or well, do you think something happens and he becomes the Hulk for a long period of time? I th- yeah, it's interesting, you know, because like you said, you know, he was controlling the Quinjet as Hulk, but what they've shown with Hulk is that slowly but surely he's beginning to kind of control him when he's in that, that form. Yeah. I mean, not fully. Um, we all know, uh, you know, about the scene in Age of Ultron when uh, the big fight against, what's what's the Iron Man giant costume called? Hulkbuster. Exactly. Veronica. Veronica. So, you know, we, we all know about that, but that's because someone got into his head. Do you know what I mean? I think. I think, did Scarlet Witch get into his head or is it just him getting into his um, head? Yeah, she, I think she did. Yeah, I think she did. He, did we actually see that? No, we didn't. We, Scarlet Witch gets carried out. Scarlet Witch gets zapped in the brain with Hawkeye's arrow. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then Quicksilver takes her outside. And he's saying that they want to run, that they should run away. But then they see the jet, and I think they they know that Bruce is in there. And she says something about they've still got a mission to do. Okay. So we don't actually see it, but we know that she's got in his head in the way she she massively fucked up everyone else, didn't she? Oh yeah, she did. And and clearly she sent the Hulk into a, a big rage, even by his standards. But you're right. Every time he's hulking out, he seems to have just one or two percent more control than he does yeah, the previous he's time. Yeah, grown, he's grown a bit with it, and you can kind of see that. So it's it's difficult to know which direction they'll go with. I mean, Hulk is, is a big favourite of a lot of people, and I think... For obvious reasons. I mean, he's a yeah. pretty uncomplicated character. He literally just twats everyone and everything. Yeah, and I think people like that element of literally that is him. You know, you get what, you know, Gags is a huge fan, as we know. Um, I thought you were going to say Gags is very much like the Hulk. <laughs> um, Harinda, if you're listening, if you want to put um, Gags's picture on the Hulk, I'll, I'll, I won't. <laughs> oh, um, please, please do please. that. Harinda's got some mad skills. Oh, please do. Well, anyway, um, moving swiftly on. Yeah, I, I just a lot of people are a big fan of the Hulk because it's just that presence and his fight scenes are always incredible. I love the scene in Avengers where he jumps out the, the, the helicarrier on, onto the bloody, onto the fighter jet and just rips it to shit. You know, it's, it's, that's Hulk, isn't it? For every, you know, everyone knows. He's, ma- he's just rage personified, isn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't have to care like that scene there. He doesn't have to care that if he falls off that jet, he's going to fall tens of thousands of feet because he'll be absolutely fine. He doesn't have to give any consideration. He's got no afterthought. He's he's just a, a being of pure here and now. But I think what's going to happen is something's going to happen and he's going to end up as the Hulk and someone decides that the only thing they can do is to send him into space because he's too dangerous. I'm not, I'm not making it one of my official predictions. I just I can't see any other way. I can't think that Bruce Banner, being such a clever guy, would ever go, yeah, the, the the best thing to do is to is to send me into space, because what's he going to do up there? Why why waste such a brilliant mind and such a valuable asset? Because as it stands right now, until Doctor Strange comes into the fold, or until Scarlet Witch fully realizes her powers, Hulk is probably the second most powerful Avenger after Thor. Yeah, and and it, it it's a shame that they weren't able to use that. I hope that at some point in Ragnarok we're going to have a scene with either Thor or Hulk, or preferably both, where they get word of what's happening or is what, what's happened on Earth. 
and they both sort of feel a bit down, like, oh my God, I can't believe we weren't there. We would have been able to help with this. Maybe Thor more so, because he's very much got the um, the connections, hasn't he? I mean, we, we know that um, Natalie Portman's not going to be back in it as, as Jane. Yeah. But presumably her character will still be floating around in the ether. <laughs> you see what it did there, ether? I did. Right. Uh, um, oh, God damn it. That was better than that. Don't you write me, you bastard. I just don't. I I don't know enough about the story, really. And and I know you're a big. Well, you're a Thor whore. I'm um, a Thor whore. Hashtag. But no one. I don't think a lot of people are turned on by these films because. Let's be honest. Oh, I'm turned on by these films. The first two I haven't pulled up. I mean, they did much more money than you'd expect, actually, in my opinion. But oh, they did. I I, I thought these would have been the the ginger stepchildren of. But they're not a million miles off. They they never rank high, even for you, in terms of your favourite films in there. No, they're, you know, they're good. You. They're good while the others are great. They're they're solid while the others are spectacular. I but just it, yeah, I Loki. It, is Loki in this one? That's the question. Mark, Loki's going to be in it because the last we saw of Loki, Loki is posing as as Odin. Now that I've not read Ragnarok, but I, I believe it's kind of like the Asgardian end of days. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of shit. There's they've confirmed some seriously big names for this as well. Let me just find. Oh, the cast, the casting is is huge. Um, I think Jeff Goldblum's in it, which yeah, me. So you've got Hemsworth, Hiddleston, Idris Elba, and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Idris then, might get a slightly bigger role for once as and well. And then the, the big one, we've got Kate Blanchett. She she's joining as Hella. Yeah, see, and that's huge as well. She's that, a huge actress. And she is a huge character. She's playing the Asgardian goddess of death based on the goddess Hell from Norse mythology, which we know that their their explanation was that a lot of Norse mythology is based on Asgardian fact. So she's basically playing death. And that that's, a you know, if you line it up, that's a pretty big character to have in. You've got the persona, personification of death for this race of super godlike beings and there's going to be some kind of cataclysmic event which is going to potentially wipe out the whole of asgard or certainly huge portions of the population and you'd think at some point this goes down and the hulk's going to come in and help maybe he saves the day maybe he kind of makes things worse by twatting a lot of big buildings as he yep. does in new york and everywhere else he goes but it, it, it's looking like they've sort of ramped up the uh, the, the casting because Kate Blanchett is a really, really stellar piece of casting. I mean, she's yeah. a list. Like, well, she she is a a a list. She is up there because I mean, the only film she's done which is slightly different genre in terms of commercial are probably Lord of the Rings um, and The Hobbit. She she invariably does you know, Oscar winning films, you know, um, and not, but you know what I mean? She doesn't often do these kind of commercial films. So it, it's quite a surprise, but it's, it means that she's got a hell of a script in front of her. I yeah. think. And, 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 as you said, we've, you got, we've got Jeff Goldblum as well. Tessa Thompson oh, and Carl Urban. I mean, Carl Urban is an interesting. Yeah. Cause his stock's on the rise as well. He's yeah. always been like that. He's such a, he's a really good actor. I mean, he's obviously, He's done well from the the Star Trek kind of franchise. Very, uh, he's he's been brilliant. He's been one of my favourite characters in that. He's just so dry. He is. He's always been. He's always been like that. But you you watched Dread, haven't you? More recently, yes, I have, and I loved it. And there's talk of it. Well, I was talking of a Netflix series. Actually, he, want, he wants the second <laughs> film badly, but I think he's accepted that 
they've probably got a greater chance of getting a Netflix series than they have a second film because it didn't, oh, really, it didn't really get the numbers, did it? And, and he's playing a character now called uh, Scourge the Executioner. So, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, just the name alone. If you've got anybody called The Executioner, you pretty much know that you're going to be expecting someone who's an absolute badass. I just thought with him, it feels like his career, uh, it's different to to Jay Bernthal, but there's elements where they cross over a little bit. You know, Jay's a bit younger. Um, yeah, Carl Urban's 44. A bit younger. Yeah, but it's... Uh, it's yeah, forty four exactly. He's, he's been he's been peripheral of, of a lot of films for a long, long time. But he's still, you know, Dread could Lord have been. Rings. He was he was one of the horsemen in uh, in the second film and the third film. I Chronicles believe. of Riddick, The Born Supremacy, Do- uh, Doom, Star Trek, Dread, Star Trek again, then another Riddick film. Then he, obviously he's doing another Star Trek film. So he's. He's had a good career. Yeah, and he's done some never TV been, as well. He's never really, he's never really launched. Like, you know, uh, it's a similar kind of circumstance. And you just, you know, I hope someone gives him the opportunity because I thought Dread might be it, um, and it never really came to much. But I think it's a great film. I think it's a really good film for anyone who's not seen it. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. I, mean, I, I would say so. I, I generally tend to base a lot of my film decisions on. What did it cost and what did it make? And it basically broke even. And that is so unfair. It, it deserved to have made at least a couple of hundred million box office to give it some kind of just, I remember of it just marketed. I just remember it at the time thinking, there's just no hype around this. I, I think I saw one trailer and then it was in the cinema. And I, I don't remember. I remember more build-up to the Sylvester Stallone shit fest that they did. And that was awful. That was like the anti-climax and anti-climaxes. It's, it's like one of the worst kind of sci-fis ever known. Really. It is. How can you have a character like Judge Dredd, who is an absolute dick-kicking oh, badass? He's a base. How, how can you make it cheesy and, and awful like that? I mean, well, for a start, you cast Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, you, you're not going far wrong with Sly's in, but I... I... I do. I'm interested if Sly has a, an interesting role in Guardians. I will give him that. He, that that's he potentially a moment. It, it, you know, but I think it'd work under James Gunn because he just he just has that in him, doesn't he, to bring out the crazy in actors, you know? So I think it'll be awesome. Oh, it, um, if anyone could do it, out of the people in the MCU, if he can't do it, then yeah. it'd be the Russo brothers. That They've got enough creativity and they've got enough smarts between them to know how to milk every last ounce of of performance and of talent and of credibility out of someone as they've done time and time again. And and when we leave Thor, uh, Ragnarok, we come crashing back to Earth, possibly leaving a Hulk-sized crater in our wake, and we go straight to Wakanda for the Black Panther film. Now, we talked we talked quite a lot about um, this on Civil War. Um, we well, uh, yeah, we did quite a lot in fairness, so we we won't overly cover it because we'll probably we'll probably go on for about an hour talking about this. Because I, I think from our perspective, Spider Man was a huge huge triumph in, in Civil War, but Black Panther uh, edged it for me in terms of what I want to see in a film. I, I'm just excited because it's new. I think that's the big thing. And what we talked about tonight is, is all the films that, you know, uh, except Dr. Stranger and, and Spider-Man in it's kind of new style, but um, they're not new films that they're generally sequels. Um, yeah. this, this is 
legitimately going to be different to whatever else has been done before in the MCU, this, this standalone Black Panther film. It's going to be incredible, I think. Yeah, I, I can't see any way that this is possibly going to fail. The, the response to Black Panther has been brilliant, and they've got people now interested in where do the powers come from? What's the what's the backstory? Are we, I can't wait to see more of Wakanda as a country because we've seen just a tiny bit. So we've got three things that you would never really put together. You've got a typical sort of rainforest-looking backdrop. Then you've yeah. got this ultra, ultra-modern high-tech science lab. And then you've got this gigantic panther statue, which presumably is made out of vibranium. So it, it it's weird. It's like ultra-modern, ultra-sort-of-domesticated forest, and then you've just got this huge imposing panther looking out over the over the landscape. We did cover it a lot. I, I've already made my my prediction that, that we're yeah. going to have the, the secret Avengers over there, and Bucky at some point, maybe even in that film, is going to be seen with a new vibranium arm. Like you, I was massively blown away by, by how good Black Panther was. He's, he's a very, very good character, but He's also a very good character to get wrong. If they just introduced I, I him. thought they could have easily got that wrong. Actually, I, I I did have fears that his introduction wouldn't be much like Spider Man. I didn't think they'd get enough flesh behind the, the character in such a kind of small amount of time on screen. But they pretty much perfectly portrayed it, and even his scene, you know, towards the end of the film, um, you know, when he when he goes to you know to the Russian base. They humanised him very well, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did. You see him come full it's, circle. It, yeah, it, it's his scenes of dialogue which which worked as well because I didn't think they'd get many scenes in there, but, you know, that he, scene when he was going into his car and he had his bodyguard there. Oh, yeah. Kind of, um, it was kind of Scarlett Johansson going to square up and he, he said there was a bit of humour as much as he'd like to see them fight you know yeah. what I mean that it's not for today or not for now but um, there's some great signs there that there's going to be some good stuff and the casting already looks excellent um, and, and the director on board um, successfully has done Creed which everyone raves about um, Ryan Coogler yeah so I think you know quite a trendy young director uh, it's not Ah, it's completely typical for he's only, only 30 yeah exactly extremely young um and he's, and he's got some pedigree behind him though coming out of usc so it, oh, it, it's yeah, yeah. like over here he's obviously going into places and while he might not have a wealth of experience the fact that he's he's graduated from such a well-respected place I, I like young directors when when they know what they want because it's hard for them to break through. It's often you know older actors that kind of turn the hand, and you know it's the ones that really just want to be a director that, that are often just incredible at it. Yeah. Um, I think he's got huge potential. The casting looks great already. He sounds uh, like a very interesting guy as well. He's worked since the age of twenty one as a counselor with incarcerated young people in uh, in juvenile halls in San Francisco. But, but Black Panther is only going to be his third feature film. Well, I know, but we've said that before. Like, you know, it's it's often Marvel aren't afraid. Deadpool. Afraid said, yeah, exactly. They're not afraid to make it work, you know. And and I just I think it's great to take on a director who's maybe not been in the MCU because 
it's such a fresh film, isn't it? You know, and it's such a fresh approach to the way it's going to be told is going to be completely different. So I, I think it's perfect in that regard. We've covered it a lot. So I think we'll move on. And I think we've probably got a couple more films to cover. I think Infinity Wars... We've talked about a lot. We, we have. I, I was going to say, we, we probably, as much as I would like to, I don't think we really need to. We've talked about it. We've made our, our guesses. We've made our assumptions. And we will continue to do so because it's not out. The first part isn't out for almost two years. It's May exactly. 2018. So exactly. by, by the time this rolls round, we're in sort of the third quarter of, of phase three. Following up the first part of Infinity War, we've then got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Which I, I'm, I'm very. I mean, we're curious about all of them, so it seems a bit moot saying it. But I'm curious how they're going to approach this one because Ant Man came into this as a very, very much an unknown. It was wrought with the problems with with Edgar Wright and Peyton Reed, yes. where he, he, like you said, he, he put so much effort Edgar Wright into the into the script and into getting it exactly how he wanted it. I'm still and a bit gutted, you know, because... You're not I, alone. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan, and I think you know, and everyone who's listened to this more than once knows I'm a massive Scott Pilgrim fan. Um, but he obviously did the Cornetto trilogy, and he's got that famed relationship with Simon Pegg. Yeah, he's directed the Cornetto I trilogy. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's Edgar Wright all over. So he wrote those all with Simon Pegg and directed all those. And then he went on to do Scott Pilgrim. And he's not a director that directs very often. Um, so this for him was a big, big project. I mean, he's only done, I don't know, in 10 years, I think he's only done five or six films. So, and because he writes as well, he tends to do the whole thing. Uh, Spaced was their first series together, which is kind of a, you know, uh, kind of one of those underground British TV films, uh, you know, TV programs that people get back to and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's got that kind of following about it, but and you know, he Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well. He was I think he that. produced that maybe, but yeah, he, he's not done a lot, and I think people are always excited when he produces, you know, when he directs a film. So it, it's just a bit of a shame because I just had such great hopes for it, and his style is so different than nearly any other director. He has got a certain way, quite a British sense of humour, which maybe was the issue with Marvel. Maybe they thought that wouldn't work. But I think he just, him directing and the relationships with the characters and obviously having Paul Rudd. I mean, Ant-Man was great and it blew me away because I had such low expectations. But I just think an Edgar Wright Ant-Man would have been phenomenal. I, I genuinely do. Um, I'm inclined to agree. All the all the stuff that was coming out was suggesting it was just gold. It was just gold all over the place. And this was going to be an even bigger smash than, than it wanted to. And I think he, he really wanted to delve into the character of Hank Pym. And I think, yeah, that, I that, think that's where it, they him fell as the out. lead really. And, and rather than the other way around. And yeah. I think that was the major thing. I will just say that the film he's going to, direct next which is out next year in post-production now called baby driver has our very favorite john burnfield in it which would be quite exciting and kevin spacey and jamie fox so he's producing a pretty high-end film in hollywood terms so i think i'm quite excited about that already but it's going to be an interesting one for the for the second because now we've got the wasps a good character to to have out there it's i mean I, i like evangeline Lilly. she'll always be kate from lost she will, but she was great in the first film. She and was. She, really she good. was really edgy. It was another good example of taking someone who you slash I slash we wouldn't have foreseen in that kind of a role 
and her just absolutely owning the shit out of it. And she did. She she really knocked my socks off. She was convincing in every single aspect. And it the thought of her in the wasp suit doesn't seem alien. Whereas at first Scarlett Johansson seemed a bit oh okay, that, that's gonna look great, but is it gonna be convincing? I've got every faith that going forward she's gonna be every bit the wasp as Paul Rudd is Ant Man and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I think I, I hope we still get more Hank Pym. I, yeah, I, I, I hope I want we're still going to get more because for me, when I when I think about Ant Man the character, I think about Hank Pym. I, I don't think Scott Lang. I, I always go back to the original, to the Golden Age. Yeah, of, of I, comics. He was traditional, wasn't it? And, yeah, and, and those comics are kind of iconic and, and notorious. And I think the one thing about the film, which again, massive triumph. As long as he's in the sequel, I'm watching it. Which is Michael Pena or, or Michael Pena, um, yeah. who played Luis. Oh um, God! If there isn't he, at least two or three of Luis's narratives, narratives, then the yeah. whole film's going to just be dog shit. It just were a highlight. I would watch anything of him just as the voiceover. It's just the hilarious. They need to make it more. They, well, I mean, they started to, but that that one at the end, you know, when it's talking about Falcon, who knows the guy, who knows the guy. Oh just, yeah, I just thought this is just awesome. It's the, it's the imagery of hearing his voice over yeah, Anthony was, Mackie's face. It's just it's so just fucked hilarious, up, man. It was just I just love it, and he's. Again, I know we talk, I talk a lot about actors and stuff, but he's another great actor. You know, he's, a, he's an actor I'm glad he's involved in some form or another because he's got an incredible career, this guy. Um, and he's a pretty, brilliant actor. It's, 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 that catalogue is, is awesome if you want to check it out. He's got some incredible films, but, um, yeah, again, small part, but good actors. It carries a lot of weight, doesn't it? And it helps tie a lot of the different bits together. And it, it's a welcome comic relief during some quite serious times. Like it, it, he's trying to convey some very serious messages yeah, in yeah. the most inappropriate way humanly possible. <laughs> That's why it works, man. Um, and Paul Rudd's perfect for that. I mean, we love Paul Rudd. He's he's literally the perfect casting again. You know, we talked about it before. For but, the umpteenth time. Yeah, but he's just he's just brilliant. And I mean, his scenes in Civil War just made me laugh thinking about it. I mean, not many actors have that power. You know, he's just he's just great. Um, I think. Captain Marvel, it's hard to discuss because it, it's not a well-known story as, as such. No. Um, but they do want a female yeah, superhero. I, and I, she I know probably will be the first Marvel female-led film unless they somehow manage to shoehorn a Black Widow film, which I, I don't see how they could. No, 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 they can't. They can't looking at, looking at Phase 3, they've already shifted out Inhumans, which when I originally posted... As daftly, I put the wrong um, picture up, and we did actually have Inhumans listed. It hasn't been cancelled, but it's been taken off the production schedule. Yeah, phase four. They're, uh, they're still saying that it's going to be made, but they've shoehorned in Spider Man. And looking at it, you've got three in 2017, three in 2018, and then two in 2019. So the logical time for them to get a Black Widow is october november 2019 at the it's just, earliest it's just yeah at the earlier but it just depends you know it, it with infinity wars with infinity wars as well you just don't know whether they're going to want to crowd the marketplace and, and life like, as well because yeah. it's not uncommon is it i mean she's been doing these films in various different capacities for a long time now she may well as, as any of the male characters what it is by no means a female thing at all may want to take some time off and 
you know, be with a family. She, they, she hasn't got kids, has she? I don't even think she's married, actually. Um, but I'm not sure. You never know. I mean, in, in the next three, four years, you never know what's going to happen to any she's, of these people. She's 31, yeah. So, I mean, you're right. You just don't know. Um, and, and I think Brie Larson is an interesting choice if that happens because she's known for indie films. Um, she, she won, I think, an Oscar this year uh, for Room, which... I don't know. It's not for everyone's taste, but I thought it was an incredible film. But but she uh, she's a kind of interesting character. She's in Scott Pilgrim. She's got a taste of comic book films before. Is everyone uh, in Scott Pilgrim? Pretty much. Um, anyone who's anyone, except uh. even though I probably turned up at set a dozen times. <laughs> but uh. she she'd be a good choice, I think, because I think with the X Men films having like Jennifer Lawrence and The Hunger Games. I think Marvel would maybe want that kind of female lead, and and she and kind you know of what? she's actually built. got a look of her. She does. She uh, well, really yeah. looks like her. No, I think that's the thing as well as much as anything else. I think she looks perfect. She can certainly act. Um, she's kind of one of those up and coming. I mean, she's only in the mid twenties. Always yeah. makes me sick when these she, actors are just incredible. When, even know. though she's twenty six, and she's been in and around the film industry since. 1999 was her first film, but then she really got going in the early 2000s. It just, it just makes me sick. So since she was a kid, her first proper acting job must have been. It's like Jennifer Lawrence is 25, right? What? Yeah, she's 25 and she's won, she won two Oscars or one Oscar. She's been been in every film that's ever been made. How is she only that point? That's my point. It's like she literally is the perfect actress of, of, going from indie films to, to to mainstream Hollywood and winning Oscars and then making a, a shitload of money and being extremely popular. I mean... 25? I know. Oh, I know. my God. That's what hurts when these extremely talented people, you know, uh, are just incredible in, in what they do, really. And there are, it is quite a good age for... I mean, Marvel has, has kind of cross-spanned that, where they've got the kind of veteran actors, some brilliant ones, you know, Downey Jr. in particular, you know, and they, and then they've brought in kind of a younger generation and, and, and they've grown up with the films, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they're quite a long years old. I mean, I don't know how old Captain America, the first Captain America came out, but... You know, Evans has, 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 you know, grown up in these films, do you know what I mean, to an extent. I mean, he's 35, but if he's been doing it, I don't know, five years, you know, he's he's been doing the film every year. It's it's, it's probably his life, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, and... And, and they're they very t- all-encompassing, aren't they, with the, the, exactly the, the, the grandeur of the, of, of the schedule and the amount of stuff, just the sheer amount of footage that they need to do and all the different oh, locations. And then, and then the promotion, man, is incredible. Nobody, nobody promotes go on tour. You know, they, they go through the UK, through Europe, they do Japan, they do China, uh, probably India now, and obviously all through the US. Um, and they do these often in two weeks, but then it's on top of everything else. And then there's uh, all the press stuff as well when they're going on the morning shows and the evening shows and the midday yeah. shows and... It's incredible, it's really. And then you've got all the bleeding premieres as well. Every time it comes out in a new country, they've all got to suit up and strap yeah. themselves in. And- That's it, man. I mean, it's for, for these big films, it takes up a huge proportion of their lives. Um, and you've got to consider actors do want to do other things. They don't want to be typecast. So I think, like you said, for these films, there will be a kind of newer, younger generation coming through a little bit, I think, and a few of the older ones might retire at some stage in terms of their their, their roles or in Miss, terms of- Miss Marvel seems a very sorry, Captain Marvel. 
Yeah, seems a, a very good character to bring in. The logical thing is that she's the replacement for Thor because she's got she's a very, very, very powerful um, Avenger. Well, I think the, the Avengers needs that godlike power. That she's that known, yeah, to, she's known to fight Thanos. I mean, that's quite a well known thing that even I've read. I, I, you know, so I think she will be involved heavily. Um, so when they introduce her, it's going to be. With a bang, I think. So yeah. I think it, it literally will be with a bang because if I remember rightly, she, her powers came about as a result of a, an experiment using Cree DNA. We, we, we've already I had the Crees introduced through Agents of Shield, and uh, so so they're already out there in the wider Marvel universe. But like you said, we, we don't know. It, it's too early to think about it because at the minute they haven't even got anyone signed on. The script is allegedly done, but of course. The Ant Man script was done. It, it will be re- rewritten probably oh, yeah. twice yeah, in, the next, the, uh, in the next yeah, 18 yeah. months. And then that, right. that takes us very comfortably up to, as we've already said before, the second part of Infinity Wars, teetering over the brink of looking into phase four. So we hope that that's been useful. One thing that is cool when you look at the, the, the board of the phase three films, every single one says Kevin Feige next to it. <laughs> that that that's just brilliant to see the consistency yet again of of keeping all of these things, all of these properties, oh, all of these it, characters it's, knitted it's a together. Disney, it's a Disney trait. I mean, John Lasseter's involved in every Pixar film, and it just works, man. I mean, having that peripheral figure, that strong figure, um, is what... no surprise that DC have copied it now by putting Jeff Johns on. On yeah, well, it's, it's just whether he's capable to fulfil it, whether they've got... I just don't think they've got the directors or the writers in place. I See, mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I think Jeff Johns can do it. I don't know if the rest of the supporting cast can, whereas Kevin Feige sits you know, in a gold throne, doesn't he, and pulls all these strings because everything beneath him, everything around him and above him pulls together. I don't think DC have got that coherent vision. They've got the guy to pull all the strings, but I don't think they've got the right well, people on the other end of the strings. Clearly don't, man, because they're going through directors. Um, like, I think they're on the third director for the Flash movie, potentially. They keep dropping out. Yes, they do. It's just a mess. Um, Which is good to see because it makes me laugh because pff, I've already said fuck I, Ezra Miller. No, you, you hate Ezra Miller. I do he too. hates me as well. Does he? Yeah, we don't get on. We don't see eye to eye at all. No, I, I I can see it. Right, we're gonna wrap. We'll do we'll do some plugs um, for As ourselves. We always do. Which is a bit weird when no one else is on. Well, we're not gonna plug anyone else's shit, are we? Oh, actually, you know what? Let's be nice. What have you been recording recently? I've been recording a, a fair bit of football based. Yeah, you cheating bastard. Well, you know, it is another one of my uh, popular pastimes. Besides dogging. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Rory is a dogger. Don't you dare. <laughs> Nina, if you can edit that out, I would love you, um, even though you two are BFFs, so I've got yes. no fucking chance. Right, I've been doing some great stuff lately. So I did Euros Pod um, with Ray from Liverbirds, uh, John Buskell and Yarrow. Um, it's a really good New York-based uh, kind of Russian uh, journalist, sports journalist. Um, that was out a couple of days ago. Was was really really fun. Um, loved doing football pods um, at times because you know we've done a few. You've done a few yourself, and it's it's good to talk Euros. Um, it was quite an interesting debate. Very grown up compared to what we discuss here. I must admit, I was pining for a, a comic pod afterwards because because <laughs> they are quite grown up. Discussion. It's nice to stay in a hotel, isn't it? But you always want to come home and sleep in your own bed. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was it was good to do. Um, it's nice to be involved. Um, I'm doing a little bit more football chat hopefully this year because I do love doing it, and, and AI is just just the home of it all, really. Um, I also did a great pod at Anfield rant, which gave me a load of free reign to talk about football, um, to to kind of talk about our supporters and. And the transfer window and a bit about Coutinho, that was just just great with Armando. It's a really good show. Armando does um, really love it. He's he's really good for AI, and he's a you know he's he's a really good sport. And there'll be a lot more of those to come. And yeah, I've been writing a little bit as well. So there's a bit of my material on AI, and I'm writing a few more bits at the moment. So it's good. It's good to be involved. I'm all available on the wonderful app as as we'd like to promote. And then you do our usual promotion of our material. If anyone is interested, not that our six followers don't already follow us and all these things. I think by now we can officially class ourselves as having a monumental seven followers. I'm pretty sure by now we've gained a seventh. If we get double figures, we're, we're going out. We're going to town. Oh, we're, yeah, we're going to town and probably never coming back or coming back like missing an arm or something. <laughs> uh, usual um, at AI Comic Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can always catch us there. If you want to, it would be quite good. Please reply and have a bit of a chat with us about what you're most looking forward to in, in phase three. Also, what you're least looking forward to. Is there anything that you really think shouldn't be in there? Uh, we've got our uh, blog page, aicomicpod.co.uk. We still haven't got anything on there, but we are still negotiating with people and their busy schedules to get some writing done. Yeah, it's going to happen soon. It will. Um, we're going to try and get some writing done, but we are very busy. You know, we've both got our own media empires to to look after, so we we squeeze these things in when we can. You know, in between trips to our private islands and what have you. Sorry, I think it's time for me to take my tablets. I've gone delirious again. <laughs> Sorry, that that happens. Um, and we are AI Comic Pod on Facebook as well. Please share us around, interact with us as much as you can. We do love it. We love all the chat. And we love the fact that now so many people tag us in posts. I, I, mate, I, I'm really quite proud of it, actually, because I love it when someone goes, shit, these guys would love this. And you yeah. get this random YouTube video. Or, and there's or always the three of us. There's my account, your account, and the comic account. And then yeah. usually the, the usual suspects get um, involved. Gags will jump in and Joey will join in and Marco will join in and Chris <laughs> will join in. Yeah, a bit of Farinda as well and Chris Erickson and, and then, Nally as well. And, and then you, there's so many names in the box that you can only reply with, ha, 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 or <laughs> yes. And then you have to can't even squeeze tweet. a gif in. You have to just start taking people out so you can squeeze a gif in. Yeah. Um, just, just take Gags out. Yeah, well. His name's really long. <laughs> Mine's quite long now. I might need to. You need to. Well, what about your 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 new tag? We'll have small, to. We'll have small hand stews about the same size. Yours could just be. Uh, I don't know. Dogger Rory is a bit smaller. <laughs> <laughs> right. We need to wrap. Yeah. On that note, we'll be back hopefully next week or in in a couple of weeks. We'll let you know on Twitter what that's going to be about. Thank you very much. Take it easy. See ya. <laughs>
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 